everybody welcome to a special discussion section of flip switch the bipolar and depression connection brought to you by bpkids.org that's the child and adolescent bipolar foundation and well 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 so we meet again amy lynn now amy lynn last week we had a discussion did we not yeah. And you went home afterwards, and then you got a chance to think about some of those things, and then hear it played back later, with maybe one or two additions. Just a few. Just a few. I feel that it is my responsibility to give you a chance to respond to some of that. Basically, for everybody who didn't listen last week... What happened was, let's do a a mini-episode recap. In the last episode, Amy Lynn went out to a tattoo parlor to get her ears pierced at midnight. Three in the morning? Three in the morning. No, well, I didn't go to bed till three in the morning. She didn't go to bed till three in the morning. And then the next night she went to my friend's show that she was in. To a friend's show. And what time did you go to bed that night? 3 a.m. So you went to bed at 3 a.m., Two nights in a row. That I did. And you know that to be not healthy. Yeah. So what occurred for the rest of the show was Amy and Lynn spent it telling me why it wasn't so bad that she had done this. And as you go back, I started listing the reasons that they're all rationalizations of some sort or another. And literally at one point you were doing them every five seconds. And it became comical, and it was kind of comical when I re-listened to it. Now, you've heard it with the kind of being called out on each of those things, and it's been a week. What do you think? I I still sort of stand by some of what I said. Sort of. What do you mean? I still would agree that it's not... 3M, staying up till 3M is not a wise decision that you want Yay! to pull off all the time. I, I fully agree with that. I wasn't going to try and deny that. I oh, 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 oh. What was all that stuff you said then? I wasn't denying that it was a bad choice. Or, I don't know if I'd call it. I wasn't denying that it's a choice that should be that I try and avoid. Um, It's not a good idea to be doing it frequently, but I wouldn't go and say that it was a wrong decision. I don't know if I'd label it a quote-unquote bad decision. I made a choice to stay up to 3 a.m. because going to my friend's show was more important to me than getting to bed by you know, 11 o'clock at night because I felt that I could recover from it the next day. It was a Friday night. I could sleep more Saturday and it wouldn't have this huge effect on me. Right. 
Except for that's not what most of those things said. I mean, a palliative comparison does not have anything to do with you were making a a good ch- uh, a choice weighing the options. Palliative comparison is specifically about the whole point of it is everybody else is doing this or doing worse, so it's okay that I do it. Agreed. Well, that was to the point when everything I said, you just tried to argue. So no, it wasn't. I wasn't trying to argue. You were arguing. You were saying ultimately, what was I to do? Is really what, what you were saying. Was I wasn't going to allow it to be labeled a wrong decision is basically what I was attempting to do. And in the sense that I was saying it was inevitable, is you didn't say it was inevitable. Yeah, I did say it was inevitable. And you said what it was I, an inevitable. And in we we had actually had a conversation about this before we started taping, and that's when you said it was inevitable. Yeah, when I what I meant by saying that it was inevitable or that it was just something that is reality, I meant it in the sense that there's going to come up situations that are going to be more important to me that. I'm going to feel the best choice for me is to go out and do this activity rather than get to bed by a You're weighing your options. Yeah, I'm not being forced to by any means, but there's some things that are going to come up that happen to be at night that are going to have a greater priority to me. Than your health. I feel like as in my health, as in going out and smoking the pot that could have detrimental effects where I can pot. where I can get affected to um Amy Lynn does not a, do drugs in any way, shape or form, by the way. Where I can get addicted to it and it can cause actual damage. There's nothing that can make that a higher priority than something else. As in but, but staying- not getting enough sleep. I, I don't do that frequently. The amount of effect that it would have on me from one night, I wouldn't call that in itself, there's it was many, two nights. Yeah, that weekend it was two nights. But there's many aspects of health. It's not like as if you know, if you spend two nights in a row up at three in the morning, that you're now going to damage your liver or some. It, there's many parts of health, and it's you have to weigh of how much is this negative impact going to affect me. Luckily, the next day, I was able to stay in my room, do some homework, and not be exerting a bunch of energy by going out and running a bunch of errands. Like, if we talk about having a good middle that is based on the structured life so that you can teach your body what is healthy, because if bipolar disorder is shooting up into the highs and shooting down into the lows, you want to stay in the middle. Yeah, I, I'll pay attention for habits. I'll pay attention to, you know, either if I'm just not getting sleep, staying up till 3, 4 in the morning, waking up at 9. You know, I also think there's an issue if I'm going to bed at 9 o'clock at night and sleeping until 11 in the morning every night. But what, That's also an issue. What I'm trying to get you to see, though, is there's a part in that last discussion where you come out and say, I shouldn't have done these things. And then all of a sudden we have kids going, yay. Because at that exact moment you said, I am taking responsibility. At every point before, you no, don't say anything. That's the defensive. You should see her face right now. She's like, that's really all you had to say. You had to say, I chose to do this. I had weighed these options. 
because your argument we had later actually was that my relationship with this friend who has been a very good friend of mine is a very supportive friend and losing that or harming that relationship is more unhealthy than the possible issues of staying up till three in the morning one or two nights yeah that's a true statement for me i'm not gonna say that i regret the decision which is why i try and stay away from labeling it as wrong it's not a decision i want to be making frequently you know it's not ideal ideal is going to bed by midnight and getting up by eight or nine that's my personal sleep schedule and if i stay on that specific schedule i am fine yeah, I'm not going to say that's a great decision to be making to always stay up till 3 in the morning. It's not. At the same time, I made my decision, and I I don't regret it. Right. The, the thing is, though, the rest of that, what you were saying that day, it wasn't about I made this decision. If you go back and listen, there were just nonsense excuses. And most of them sound really good. They roll off the tongue quickly. Because people are so versed in these little ways we lie to ourselves. And to some extent, this is exactly what you talk about on your Erasing Negative Thoughts segment. These are the little lies we tell ourselves to get ourselves through to where we really want to be. Which ultimately what the issue was, you wanted to do that, you needed to do that, so you went and did it. And then any question about it, you came up with excuses of why it wasn't in your control. Because if it wasn't in your control, you don't even have to talk about it. But ultimately, you were in control, and now that you're saying it, because you weren't saying that, we even had the discussion earlier today. You were saying, well, I really didn't have a choice in the matter, but you always have a choice. Well, out of my control is the fact that that was when her show was that I could make that time. Out of my control was that the sale for the tattoo parlor was just that one day. Those things were out of my control. Now, as the choices that I made that going to her show is important to me, the choice that I made, I ended up wanting to make sure I got that sale and save the money. Those were choices I made. The circumstances around them are still things that I can't control when her show plays. I can just control, do I want to go to it? And if so, what am right. I going to sacrifice but to go? I guess, I guess the, what my point was, that makes what you're saying now is much more focused. It makes much more sense In the sense that I think it also helps you in the future in the sense that now when you think about it, it's not, well, these things are out of my control because they're happening at these times. It's always in your control what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, well, I will suffer from having to go to work with no sleep the next day uh, and use words like... What was the word you used that day? Sometimes there's extraneous circumstances. That's a, something that you say, I'm willing to take that consequence. Mm-hmm. People get to the point, though, and this is, I hear this constantly. Well, what am I going to do about it? I can't do it. This will happen. But but, but what am I going to do? Like, I don't really have a choice. And I think we were having this discussion right before we got on air, in fact. You were saying, but choice has limits. I submit to you it has very, very few limits. Unless somebody is grabbing your body and picking you up and carrying you somewhere, you didn't have to go there. In that sense, yes. But there's also, if you want a certain outcome, there's some decisions I feel like where it's sort of, if you want that outcome, you're going to have to do that. 
if I don't want to get kicked out of my house, I, I have to make sure I don't get my tongue pierced. Right. You have to weigh options. <laughs> but but there comes a point where people start lying to themselves and they saying they start saying, well, I don't have a choice. No, you, you still have a choice. You're just saying when you say I don't have a choice, you're saying I don't. But if you want that outcome, you don't have a choice. If I don't want to get kicked out of my house, I really don't have a choice there. Uh, right, if you if you value this one thing more than other things. But you do have a choice whether you can get do those things or not. What you're saying is the exact point where people start coming off the rails. They start taking out that middle step, which is saying, well, these rules have been laid out to me, therefore I have no choice. Yeah, you do. You could choose not to do those rules. In fact, people choose not to do those rules all the time. You, you ever been to school and see people get in trouble? If people didn't have a choice, they wouldn't get in trouble ever. It's just the way it is. And kind of the point, reason we're talking about this is because if people are going to change their life, they have to start catching themselves lying to themselves like this. Because I've heard every lie there is when people are depressed because it all seems hopeless, especially when they're in a mania or they're, uh, they're having a lot of problems because they can't get along with anybody because they're having outbursts. Then they say, "Well, guy had it coming. I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show them all this type of thing of anything but admit that I can choose what to do in a good or bad way." And I think what happened last week was what you're saying now makes sense, and it's what really you should have said then, which is, "I chose to do this. It wasn't the greatest healthy thing I could have done, but I waited against this other thing, and I made that choice." That would have been fine, but that's not what you did. What you did was you said, I did this, and then there's all these nonsensical reasons. I, th I think I was just trying to make sure I didn't. it, it wasn't labeled as a wrong decision or a bad decision because it's not the healthiest decision, but it's still not something I regret. You weighed, I'm glad I made the decision that I did. Okay, that's fair. You had two what you perceived to be two bad outcomes, one being you put a strain on a friendship by not going to that person's show i don't even know because she is a good friend i don't know if it put a strain on the friendship but it's one of those things you're always there for me i want to be there for you i want to support her a matter of just what is important to me and this is this takes us to our another thing we need to talk about which is what are the limits of that because to some extent those type of exceptions are the exact problem. And people who know this will immediately recognize this with dieting. You make one exception, and then you make one more, and you make one more. Next thing you know, You're off the who diet. cares about that diet? Ah, diet boo. And so I totally believe what you're saying. I think what you're saying has got merit. I think you're honest and on the right track with that. I just wonder what is the limit of making exceptions to the rule? Because you can make exceptions to living a structured life forever. A lot of that is on people's personal values, and it's hard to tell someone where the limit is. I know where the limit is for me, and there are some things that I can look at other people and be like, I don't know if that's really the best decision they're making, but at the same time, that's only something that they can decide for themselves. But now look back at them. Wouldn't they say the same thing? Who are you to tell me? I know these things. Oh, yeah. I know me. Oh, they would. There's not... How are they different from you right now, then, is my question. It's all in, I guess, being honest with yourself and, you know, what they've grown up to prioritize. 
I agree. So background has a lot to do with it. I don't know the exact answer. I think one thing is getting lots of good outside feedback. This is a one another one of the reasons we tell people not to isolate themselves because once you're isolating yourself, you're becoming more and more unrealistic mm-hmm. because you don't get other people telling you where you might be going off the track. And it's true, you might be surrounded by idiots who don't know anything and they're all telling you stuff that's wrong. Certainly you have to be careful of that, but you also certainly need every now and then to go, hey, maybe I should do something else. Yeah. Because there's some other information out there. That's important as well. Mm-hmm. I wrote a blog about last week about choice. The fact that you always have a choice. And that you have a choice how to deal with something because you're going to suffer either way. Now, you and your situation suffered by not getting sleep. Having to deal with the world while not getting sleep. It could have been you didn't get sleep and then you did bad on a test or something. I don't know. And, and then, that, that then you would be something upset. else. That would be something else that I would have weighed in, you know. Do I have an upcoming midterm? Right. It happened that that week I didn't have any other tests. Yeah, I agree that you weighed your options. But it's interesting now that I'm talking to you, I'm not hearing any of those quick hit things anymore. Which is good. I think it's good. Because the more you cut those out, the more you can get to the heart of the matter of weighing your own values. Mm -hmm. It's just so hard. Everybody does it all the time. I mean, you did it like what we had... Eight times of 11 different... Oh, at least. That buzzer was going off constantly. <laughs> dum-dum. Exactly. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night. Dum-dum. Probably more than that 20-minute segment than there is in a whole episode of Law & Order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. Anyway, I want you to know, Amy Lynn, we weren't trying to make fun of you. We were just trying to point out something, which... <laughs> I think it's where we're going on the Racing Negative Thoughts segment. The whole point of that whole segment is to give people insights into how these are the things you should be on the lookout for. Interesting. Here's something people can try at home. Record a conversation of you and your friends talking about something somebody did wrong and see how many of Amy and Lynn's uh, Racing Negative Thoughts <laughs> segments apply to them. Home with that. Let us know how many. Yeah. And then let us know why you don't have that friend anymore. (laughs) They're going to be like, shut up. You leave me alone. (laughs) All right. That's the discussion. Amy Lynn, you you are hereby acquitted. Why, thank you. All right, people. You can get a hold of us at flipswitch at bpkids.org or go see our blog at bpkids.org under the teens and 20s section. Amy Lynn writes many blogs. Start writing some comments. They're fun to respond to. Yeah. Amy Lynn uh, is a smart aleck. So she, <laughs> she gives smart aleck comments. And you can point out to her when she's using her own stinking thinking. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.